Hey, it's Luke. Um, this episode's not the Chris Voss episode. We will be recording that on episode 10. We decided we're going to be face-to-face episode 10 because we're going to LA together. Thought it'd be nicer to record that together. There's three things that I was struggling with um, in my day-to-day. They were knowing the persona or knowing the people that I'm actually speaking to, storytelling, um, and challenges and pain. So the next three episodes are going to be on them three things. Uh, and today's episode is going to be on personas or the person we're speaking to over the phone and a little bit of reflection on the person that we are, um, who we're speaking to, how we're speaking. Um, so best of luck. Hope you enjoy it. And uh, yeah, it's a good one. Welcome to the USP or Unnamed Sales Podcast. I'm Luke and I'm an SDR in training. And I'm Felix, Revenue Enablement, here to guide Luke. Uh, let me just clear up why I uh, keep saying SDR in training. I believe that SDR in training will be my title until I'm not an SDR anymore. Because you're always in training. Training wheels not, on. I've been an SDR now for a good while, but I'm um, still, still training away. Um, get that this played up. <laughs> get that played up. Uh, this week's episode is going to be all about um, personas, um, personalities, people, the people we talk to, what type of challenges they have, what type of person they are, what, what, what their working day looks like. Um, and the reason I've asked Felix to help me out in this is I, I've been learning about different types of people involved in my industry. Um, and through learning that, I've done a little bit of reflection on like what type of person I want to portray on them. and whenever I am becoming an AE, what type of demos I want to provide and how am I going to put my own personal touch on that? But I noticed I'm only a fraction of the way through. So I'd have a lot more to learn. Um, I'm hoping, Felix, you can kind of shed some light on how you would usually teach these skills or um, how to kind of add to where I'm at right now. Yeah, well, we'll see what we can do this week. But uh, before all of that, how are you getting on? I'm getting on good. Um, It's been been a good so we're now sailing to autumn now in vancouver and it's still sunny 24 degrees getting um get, getting out and about and still getting that fresh air which is hugely important to personal and professional life but and work getting on well um i'm learning a lot um so having so much curiosity about the role about the people about the job but also my colleagues in the office having a good laugh with them and yeah i'm having a having a great time i've been at the company now like nine nine and a half ten months so yeah i'm getting on great how are you getting on (laughs) yeah like you like you i've been at my company coming up on yeah nine ten months as well so um we've got that in common but yeah here in dublin it's getting darker much earlier it's not as warm as vancouver for sure but um but look we're staying positive all's good in the role lots of challenges coming our way but challenges are great because they can be overcome right and that's yeah. the, that's a mentality thing i always say challenges and not problems you know uh you know problems will come but never mind that challenges because i can deal with them so yeah <laughs> things, things are good um but yeah look it sounds like you're it sounds like you're getting on really well in the role these days and you're still moving forward on our mission our mission is luke a uh, you know, interviewing free in the next 12 months. Uh, how are things? How is the plan? 
Good. Yeah, it's tracking along nicely. I have, I, I mentioned a couple of times about the certification. So I obviously said I was silver certified and we celebrated that. Um, I've now done all the goal modules. So it's like I had to learn the, some of the theory, had to actually learn how to use the platform. So I did the same training as a, a new user would do. Um, they get sent out a link to train. They share it on their LinkedIn and all the rest of it. Um, yeah. So I have their modules done now. And I had a kind of aha moment during the week. because like, like Paddy May has re- prepared me so well. And you also have prepared me so well for the discovery and the challenges side. And I can like obviously need to add to them. So really the thing I need to re- learn how to do is navigate. And once I've done that and I'll have you help me with the ch- uh navigating challenges make it finding out where the real pain's coming from and then quantifying that side once once i have that done with you and once i have the discovery really tidied up with patty learning how to do the platform is the last kind of piece of the puzzle because and then hopefully well not hopefully i will have done my gold certification by um, the end of the year so this quarter uh, and then after that platinum is january to march um and well that's that's it then once you're there you're should be very competent and enrolled and ready to take the next step whenever it's available. So it's not like they just create a job for you, but whenever there's a job available, you'll be there to interview anyway. So yeah, excited. I'm excited. Like very, like I'm enjoying it because of that. I'm like real understanding of where I'm at and real understanding where what's possible in the future. So yeah, having a good time. It's really good. It's really good to see the progression and the plan. You know, it's, there's many, many cases when we're looking forward to that next step in our career. We just don't have that roadmap or that kind of signpost to success. And you have that and you're working on that plan. So I think that is in itself uh, fantastic, really. And then the the fact that you're so aware of, you know, the pieces that you need to work on within the plan. I think that works out really well. I mean, like that will only stand in your in your good uh, in your good stead. But uh, but yeah, so we're moving forward. We're let's say 30, 40 percent, maybe 50 percent of the way there. Um, okay. Yeah. So bronze and silver, yeah, would be like you're you're building the foundations, you're building the knowledge of the product and the company and that. And then gold and platinum are like you're learning how to actually demo it, and then platinum, you really learn how to navigate them conversations. But it's all just to enable you, like obviously you're in revenue enablement, so you know more than me, but it's to enable us to be able to like have them conversations with the right people and be able to, because the platform is something that really does help. And it's something that really helps the industry and has revolutionized the way we're going. It's being confident enough to speak to that now, which I, that's why I'm excited. It's not anything else. It's like, I'm excited because I can, I now have the last, it's like, I explained this to our friend, Kev, actually the other day I was on the phone to him. As I got the start, when I started working out, it was like trying to have a conversation about math, but not knowing the numbers. So I was like trying to go call up people about their industry and go have a conversation where I didn't know how to use any of the tools. I didn't know how to speak about any of the tools. I didn't know their language. And I've learned their language as we move, as I've moved up to this point. And now 10 months in, I know how to use our systems, but I also know quite a lot of the language that they these guys use day, to day in, day out. Um, and now I'm excited because I'm like, oh, I can now talk to them. Yeah, I'm getting it, and that's that's what brings me to our, our my, my request of having a bit of a chat about personas because I know it's labelled as personas. It's really just people. Um, what type of people are in different roles, and what's important to, things to maybe talk to them about, and how can I have these 
conversations in their language now that I've learned a portion of the language. How can you help me um, talk to them about the actual platform? How do I talk to them about like digging into where we can actually help them? Yeah. I mean, first of all, good shout out to our, our mate, Kev. He's a, a fellow salesman at heart as well. I've uh, I've been on the shop floor with him back in the day. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> good luck to, to Kev if he's listening to us. Uh, and that's probably the <laughs> nicest I've ever been to him. <laughs> I actually didn't tell him I was going to name drop him. But yeah, if he listens, we'll find out because he'll listen, never tell him. And if he listens to this episode, we'll find out if he listens. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out. But um, but yeah, persona, personas is a huge topic, isn't it? Um, where, where to start? Where to start? So like, what's important? What's really important with personas? So I guess, look, for, for, the, for the young salespeople and SDRs out there, you know, personas are just marketing speech, really. You know, these are the kind of fictional ideal customers that buy your product and you're typically you're typically categorizing them in the first instance into the job positions that they have so you've got your it persona so your it manager uh, you'll probably have a finance or procurement person uh, and you've probably then got maybe a marketing person or a hr person depending on what you sell Maybe a sales manager even could be one of your personas. And then you've probably got some kind of a business owner, CEO, or general manager persona as well. And the reason why marketing do and create these personas and we use them uh, to train salespeople, we use them in, in helping our salespeople understand our customers better is because we're trying to identify from our typical customer. You know, they're informed by customer research. We're, we're trying to say, okay, well, who is our typical buyer? What challenges do they have specific to their role? Um, and what's topical for them? You know, what are they trying to achieve? So if we start mapping that out, we can then understand better how our solution, or we're starting to, you know, create that critical path or that flow from who they are in their job what job or challenges do they have within that role? And how does our solution solve for that? You know, or what does our solution or product help them do today that they can't do against their goal, right? So what are they trying to achieve? Um, so that's kind of the starting point for personas. And usually when you say personas, that's what people think about. I like to kind of see that as step one, because then you start layering in your your kind of sales methodology or how you communicate with your customers, right? And you start thinking about, well, actually, what are the different buyer personas? And this is another layer down. So this is like thinking about, okay, you've typically got three buyer personas. You've got the economic buyer who could be any one of those previous personas. And the economic buyer is just the person who's in charge of the money. The person who is going to say, yes, financially, this is sound. Let's go ahead and buy this solution or product, right? So their, their job is to evaluate the cost of your solution or the value of your solution, right? Return on interest or investment, sorry. Um, so like that's your economic buyer. And that could be, you know, your finance director. It could be your procurement guy. They could be your economic buyer. It could even be the owner in a small company. Then you've got, your next kind of buyer persona is your technical buyer. 
that technical buyer, their job is to make sure that, you know, to, to rob the Ron sale, you know, that does your solution do what it says on the tin? You know, is this a right fit for their organization? Uh, you know, they're the people who have to evaluate that solution, that product, and they're technically going to tell you, yes, this is this is a good fit for us. This does everything we need. This can solve our problem. And actually, this is how we could go and implement this in our business. You know, they've got to worry about, mm-hmm. will it work? You know, because if it breaks, they're the person who's going to have to fix it. Or they're the person who will be responsible if it doesn't do what you say it will do as a salesperson. They're going to be the person who's, who's next on the line, right? Um, and then you've got your user, right? And your user could be any or all of the above, or could be, and typically is, someone much junior or lower down in the organization. The people who are going to interact with the product every day. So, you know, uh, for example, we, we were both selling different types of software, right? Our yeah. companies. So these are, for me, you know, cloud companies. So these are the people, everybody potentially in an organization who's going to interact with our cloud solution. Uh, and use that to enable better ways of working. You know, for you, uh, it could be one of your project managers. It could be someone else involved in the in the solution that you sell. So the, anyone could be a technical, uh, typical user. Uh, so I'll stop there because I've said a lot. Any questions? Yeah. So I had seen technical buyer pop up on like Salesforce and stuff, um, and obviously economic buyer. I select the drop down menu if I think that's the person who's going to be signing off. If it does end up um, at the point of coming on board, but um, sometimes it's just you. You mentioned to me one day whenever I was having a bit of a struggle, and you gave me a bit of a coaching session, um, putting stuff in uh, your father's English, um, and I think that's what you've done there. You've like taken the types of personas that we traditionally see and you've putting it into a common tongue or a, a normal a normal language for people like me to understand um and uh, that's the kind of the uh, there's a massive value of like yeah technical buyer economic buyer an actual end user or champion or whatever um but this is what they're actually be on the hook for if it doesn't work the technical buyer will be on the hook for what are you, you you told us this would work and now it's not working. It's not it's not their responsibility. They're providing a platform. It's your responsibility to make sure this works. You work for us. Economic buyer obviously the some the cashes the checks and then the end user is gonna have the benefit day in, day out. So yeah, um no, that's I, I've gone to stage one, like you said. So I've gone to the one stage one of the marketing, the, the documentation, and um from a couple of things that happened over the few last few months, I've been really focused on the actual the actual people that we're dealing with. Um, like Paddy's got me really into like asking people how their day is mm-hmm. or, or not how their day is sorry how their day um, how to say what does a normal day look like for them like yeah. just get them to explain one day like one day of waking up to closing out their business and from that we can really chat about what they do day in day out and then speak about what where where they maybe kind of can add efficiency or whatever in that way and that got me learning about these people's lives a little bit a day in the life of is like a massive thing isn't it you can learn how they work but again stage one of what you mentioned i haven't been speaking to technical buyers about things that challenge them i haven't been speaking to economic buyers well i have been about things that are important to them and i have been speaking to end users to a point um but again very very surface level um so like what way would you prepare for these conversations then 
not to be a robot when I'm calling them. I don't want to be, hey, I heard it. Just to understand a little bit more about what way to even think about them, not frameworks or questions, but what way should I be thinking about these different people and where do they come into the cycle? Yeah, so I think that's the next layers. Like I said, there's three layers. So first, what's their role? Secondly, what is their kind of buyer persona? And what the buyer persona piece is really important for a salesperson to understand, you know, okay, mm-hmm. who what are they what are they in charge of in relation to the to the buying process or the buying journey? Uh, so that's the economic buyer, technical buyer, and your user. Now, why is all of that important? And that's because there's categories of buyers. You know, these are the things you'll you'll have heard in every sales methodology. And this is, you know, your decision maker, your influencer, and your champion. You know, these are kind of your three things. And they put user in there too, right? But I call these your category of buyers. And you got, okay, your decision maker is obvious enough. He's the person who's going to, or she is going to be the person who's going to give the final yes, your ultimate sign off and say, yeah, okay, it ticks all the boxes. Let's go with this company for this. Your influencers, these could be many of the people. So typically your influencers have, you know, they're going to be economic buyers. They're going to be technical buyers. And like we said, they could come from any persona. You know, your typical technical buyer is going to come from the IT environment. Maybe if you're selling an HR solution or an ERP solution, it's going to be the HR manager as well going to be technically evaluating this uh you know your economic buyers are typically your finance guy your procurement guy uh, maybe a business decision maker someone like a head of department so if you're buying a sales tool maybe it's the sales leader because you know it's coming from their budget so maybe they're the economic buyer um, and that's why mapping these three layers together is really important in terms of understanding who you're talking to what they care about are or is your solution a right fit and therefore can you make a sale so that's why i kind of map the three together now maybe i'll tell you a story like a real story to kind of bring all of this to life for you because all of this was just theory like i've just said look it was someone talking to me in a classroom or on a zoom or something and you know, it's all a lot of words and it's like, okay, these people, these people, you're talking about three different groups of people, but they're the same people. That's all very confusing. Um, and it wasn't until I was sitting in a real life kind of workshop that all of this kind of came together for me. And I was like, oh, that makes sense now. So tell you what happened. I was working for a company and what happens is every now and again, they'd be launching a new product or a new release of a product. And they get a focus group together and they say, you know, this is how we're going to go to market. This is how we're going to sell this new solution. Uh, and they get people from across the organization all together to kind of get everyone's feedback. So the product marketing team came in. They were given the presentation. They invited a couple of us who were salespeople in. They had the, you know, the field marketing people there. They had the couple of people from IT. Um and they had they had some other people from around the from around the business. So there's roughly about 20 people in this room. Anyway, presentation goes on. They're showing us brand new product launch, all shiny, lovely presentation, really excited. This is how we're gonna, you know, position this customer. This is what's gonna help them do. This is gonna be fantastic. Um, and at the end, they kind of went around the room and they asked everyone to kind of give their thoughts and their opinions, and everyone was really, really positive about it. Uh, except for one person uh, and it was just kind of senior IT guy and he was sitting there in the back and 
kind of not disengaged, but kind of leaning back in his chair, arms folded. Maybe he was cold. I don't know. But he just didn't look that engaged. But the the, the product marketing picked up on it anyway. And he's like, you know, they said to him, let's call him John. You know, just that's an anchor. So he said, look, John, you know, you're not saying much here. You know, what did you think about this? And he said, not in 100 years would I ever buy this product. And everyone kind of was a bit shocked. You know, we're all like, taken back because uh, we all thought it was a pretty good we could see the value because like we're all working for the same company we're all bought into the vision and the mission and we all know what our product does and how it can help customers but the guy the it guy john he was just like no nah, i'd never buy this and like the, the 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 marketing were like shocked and they were really like kind of put down by this and he said look i'm going to give you some feedback right and and he said, look, I hope this helps because I'd rather you hear it from me inside the company than you go and try to push this out in the world and it lands dead. Because I know these guys pointing over at us, the sales guys, are going to be trying to sell it to people like me in IT. So they were like, okay, yeah, okay, share your feedback. So John said, well, look, first of all, you're trying to sell me on all the benefits and all the good things this product can do. And he said, that's not that doesn't relate to my world you know i'm in it my job is literally day-to-day putting out fires my job is to make sure everything works Uh, and when things aren't working my job is to get them back up and running as quickly as possible so for me like i spend my day busy doing this so when a sales guy calls me and tries to you know you know sell me the world you know i don't imagine a fantastic implementation, all these things. I think, oh, there's another headache. That's another thing for me to have to worry about, you know? Mm-hmm. So he said, if someone's going to really win me over and sell me this, they've got to paint the doomsday. They've got to show me Armageddon. What happens if I don't buy this? You know, so what we were selling at the time was, you know, something around security, risk, and all of this. And they were trying to, marketing were pitching it as a, you know, nice to have, add on to everything else, kind of complete package thing. And he was saying, yeah. no, just tell me, you know, what's going to happen when, you know, you guys, when we start like losing company information and all the fines and how my job will be at risk and how I can be personally live, all this kind of stuff, you know? And he was like, paint me the doomsday because that will make me stand up and pay attention. And, you know, all of this to say, you know, that was a story. And I left, I uh, left that meeting saying, look, that was two hours wasted, but at least I got John's story because I'll never think about selling IT again uh, <laughs> the same way. <laughs> yeah. But all of that to say that it's so important to understand the person you're speaking to on the other side of the phone yeah. and what's going on, because that may be very different to, uh, that may be very different to what you think it is, you know? That's so relevant. It's like, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, that John, the IT guy versus Michael, the general manager versus uh, like a, a office manager versus like, you can't paint doomsday to a office manager. Like why would you, what's going to happen? The office going to go on fire? Like, yeah, things will go wrong, but like, they're pretty good at their job. Like they pretty much, from the ones I've spoken to for the last couple of years, um, a lot of office managers run the company. 
and then the president or director is able to go out and do their job and work and they've, what they've always done. But the person in the office running that, the general manager or office manager, is nine times out of 10 running quite a lot of the business. Yeah. So that you're like <laughs> painting them a doomsday picture. Like, no, 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 no. But if you paint the IT guy a doomsday, like they're, yeah. I've never thought of it like that. That's a really good story. And that's kind of the value of storytelling, isn't it? It is. um, I I was on the journey. I was in the room. Like I was like, I saw John. I could see John sitting there like shaking his head. And that, um, I have a very short, much shorter story, but um, there's a guy that I spoke to last week and he sent in a demo request. Turns out he's like a 70 year old man that just was very curious about the platform. And I got chatting to him. I was like, I've started doing this. If I get the opportunity and I know that somebody can teach me something, and I like, I'm like this. This person, this person's got like some good information for me. I asked. Yeah, he's got a life experience. <laughs> so I like, asked him. I was like, what, what, like I'm, I'm learning. Like, is there anything before we go? Like that you'd kind of give me tips on going forward, or whatever. So like, if you're ever in a room, and this is maybe this is a tip for everyone. So if you're ever in a room, um, and you're, everything's going really well, and you're demoing the product, or you actually knew quite a lot about software. Like if you're demoing the product, <laughs> or you're 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 on a Zoom, but even more so if you're face to face in a room. And everyone looks happy. And then there's just one person or two and they're smiling and they're nodding and they're smiling. And they're nodding a little bit more than is like an agreeable. Oh yeah, I get it. Like they're smiling, nodding more. That person is watching what you're doing, thinking about the future and painting the picture in their head of when it's going to fuck up. Basically like they, they can see it in their <laughs> head of how you're spieling, 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 and they'll stop it. They'll block you. They'll get in the way, but they know that you're about to crucify yourself in the room. And in that moment, he says, immediate, no matter what you're doing, just pause, just like, stop, stop a second here. Seems like there's something on your mind there. It seems like there's, that we're going the wrong direction. Are we, are we completely off? Are we completely off course or what's going on? And he was telling me all this. And I was like, he was telling me about our competitors and he was telling me about like different ways, the different ways that they are really bad and they fail. Yeah, and yeah. He really <laughs> likes our platform. I think spent 30 minutes and I came off that call going, like I have just had a coaching session of a seven-year-old guy from the industry that's still working in the industry that knows about software, knows about the platform, knows about sales, knows about how to kind of identify them people in the room and how to really help businesses. And I was like, what? Jesus, like <laughs> if you just ask people, people are really, really willing to help, you know what I mean? Just ask people for help. But um, yeah, the IT guy story is like, that's pretty much what he was teaching me. Like the guy nodding in the room. The guy, he may, yeah. not, may not have been nodding in that room, but it was definitely, he, he had the opportunity to like let you go hang yourself and let you go and mess it all up. But he, at least he let you know early. But so funny. That happened like seven days ago. Yeah. So, kind of but it, hilarious. It, it just shows, but it shows how important it is to, to know your audience or to watch your audience as well. You know, we're, we're lucky in that we're, we're not just picking up a phone anymore. We're doing a lot of video stuff as well as in person, but predominantly video stuff these days, post pandemic. And you can well, watch body language to an extent, right? SDRs are on the, I'm on the phone all the time. So I'm just on the phone. Like yeah. the very odd time I get the opportunity to be on the video, but like, I still have to suss it out by the phone, which is hard, but sorry, go on. But the, the benefits of video, which I do see well, as well. Both are interesting actually. So the benefits of video is you can, you can see if someone's engaged or not. You can, you can watch somebody who's clearly, got some other screen open and they're on email or something. You could see that happening. You know, I do enough live presentations to 40, 50, 60 people, uh, you know, and I can see those who are engaged or disengaged, you know, especially if I'm only facilitating something and someone else is presenting, I'm always watching the cameras. I'm always saying, 
who's engaged and who's not. And that they they get marked in my little mental book, you know, they get a little black mark. I'm like, right, disengaged. <laughs> but um, but the, the phone call thing is is interesting because obviously, yeah, a lot of salespeople still happen to pick up the phone and listen for those cues. I mean, what I'd be interested actually, what are you what do you notice? Like, do you notice you've got people or can you tell when someone's not busy or like busy, sorry, or disengaged? Can you, can you tell that really quickly? Yeah. And I asked them <laughs> like, what, what, <laughs> straight, what, up. What, straight up asked them hundred percent. I wouldn't have, when we first talked about the opening of the call in like episode one or two, whatever, that was long enough ago that I can now reflect and go, Oh, like I can now see how things have changed. I like listened to that recently. And I'm like, cause we, we released it. Like, by the way, we released the first episode like last week. Now we're recording this episode for listeners. Um, so like I, I listened back to it. And I was like, Oh Jesus, I can like really see the difference. And I'm like excited to see what four or five, six months in the future looks like yeah. when we're recording this, it's going to be fucking bonkers. But anyway, that's the sidebar. Um, I know call people. Like the other day, <laughs> like called me, I called a construction company, just like says, hey, whatever, just open the call like a normal person. Like, hey, man, how you been? What's going on? Never spoken to him before. Had a chat. I was like, do you know about the Unnamed Saves podcast? He's like, nah. I was like, do you want to know? Like just as easy as that. I was like, do you want to find out a little bit more? So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, actually I do. I was like, yeah, sweet. Had a chat. But if somebody is, I'm much more relaxed in that sense, but also if somebody is clearly eating, or somebody's clearly, I can hear them typing. Oh, yeah, you're busy working. What are you working on there? And not, I don't, I'm not like telling them to focus on me. I'm telling them I'm focused on them. Oh, yeah, yeah, what are you yeah. eating? You sound like you're eating your lunch. Are you anything good? Tell you what, I honestly don't like to talk to people during my lunch because I talk all day, but I can give you a call at a better time if that works. Or somebody's typing, like, oh, what are you up to? What are you doing? Oh, I'm just finishing off these. Uh, these I need to find out whatever's going on. Like, oh, what? Like, what's that? And I start to learn about that process and start to learn what's going on rather than ignoring it and keep talking. And like, you can hear the typing in the background, you know, they're not listening like that. They're, that's no benefit to anyone. You know what I mean? Just say, yeah, Hey, yeah. sounds like you're working away there. It's no, like, what are you up to? Are you, are you too busy to talk? And like, no, no, just finishing off a couple of things in the week. Ah, oh, good week for you. Bad week. Like that, that type of conversation now is just like, opening up and then they know that I, I really do care and I really am just trying to find out like honestly yeah. just trying to find out what their waking day looks like because I think that we can help you're, you're not phoning it in to yeah. like, excuse the fun <laughs> you know what I mean I'm not like trying to trick them I'm not trying to do anything else I'm like hey listen this is what's going on um this is what we can usually help with it's so it looks on paper like you could be a good fit but to be honest I don't know that until we have a proper chat I can call you now and call you next week, call you in six months time. doesn't really make sense to hold off if you have like 10 minutes. Yeah. So, sooner the better, probably. So I can just let the system know, let my teammates know that you're probably not a good fit for what we do. But if you are a good fit, like the opportunities are X, Y, Z. This is what can happen. So I'm not trying to blub you, bluff, you, bluff you. I'm not trying to do anything. Else. I'm honestly just trying to have an open conversation about your business and tell you how our business works. And if you're actually too busy to talk, Let's set it up 10 minutes, 15 minutes of our actual phone conversation, and we can come to the conclusion at the end of that. Like nobody doesn't have 15 minutes. So that confidence and kind of drive, and that's where the, the, the persona piece has taught me to get to there. So persona, learning personas hasn't taught me to do that, but it's allowed me to, with the other tools, with tools from, that I'm learning from you, from podcast, from different podcasts, from 
books, um, like the book list that you've recommended to me, we'll have to share that at some stage because I've like got a, got a good kind of, yeah. a good book list now that I'm trying to get through. All For listeners, stuff, every second day I'm getting a picture of another book that's arrived in Luke's, <laughs> uh, Luke's post, uh, post I'm not. Here's the thing. I'm not reading them all in one go, but I have them. And it's not to read a book and or, or listen to a podcast or listen to advice or listen to a coach and just do that. It's to listen to all of them and build your own. Because Felix, you're coaching and training me. Uh, Paddy coaching and training me. My manager coaching and training me. Different people in business are coaching and training me. But they all have learned their own way. They haven't learned like one specific way from one specific source. No. So like there's, you need to make it your own, but you also need to take on coaching and just discount the stuff that doesn't work for you and drive forward with the stuff that does. Oh, um, yeah. But that's, yeah. It's that's what I call them- where I'm at magpie mentality you know picking the shiny bits from from different pieces and making your own nest right yeah but that's um that's just a little check-in on where i'm at because i obviously listening back to the first episode it's obviously i'm at a different stage now and i've I've said it to you offline but it's good to maybe record that's that's where i am at right now and maybe in a few months time i'll do another check-in of where my mind is at and where the where the process is for me and that all ties into the obviously bigger picture of talking to these people, getting to the actual information and hopefully becoming an AE, but not being too focused on that, that I'm not focusing on the SDR role because I want to be the best possible SDR. And naturally I'll be uh, like a good fit, hopefully for like demo in the product and whenever the timing is right. Great. But for now I'm having a great, like I'm having such a good time on the phone. Like I'm having such good conversations. <laughs> and like, as soon as people answer, the only frustrating thing sometimes is, Oh crap, getting people to answer the phone. Once they answer and they give me their time, we can have like a really good chat. And I'm like, yeah. I'm get, coming home fresh and I'm really enjoying prospecting and I'm really enjoying the weekends, like doing the little modules and stuff. I'm like, I'm excited about everything that I'm doing at the moment. Yeah, that's because you're, you're playing games, right? You know, you and I are both both sports people or former sports people. You know, we, we used to play a lot of rugby and it's like, like you, you go training because it's the necessary eve. Obviously, training can be a bit of crack and a bit of fun as well. But you want to be out playing games every weekend, right? You want to be lining out Saturday <laughs> afternoon, Sunday morning, whatever it is. Uh, and that's why you do it. And it's like salespeople. I know a lot of salespeople get hung up on, you know, oh, I got to put stuff in the system and I've got to, you know, hit these metrics, these markers. I've got to do so many calls. got to, you know, and they get, they can almost get kind of wound up into, you know, the admin side of it and the kind of the must do's around the process. But actually when you're actually in the moment, you're on the call and you're, you you care about what you're trying to sell because you care that it can actually help somebody do something or solve a problem, then you're, you're flying. I mean, that's the thing is I find a lot of salespeople are unhappy because they don't spend enough time doing that stuff, you know, not on the phone. And when you're on the phone, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, but you're also doing the best part of the job, right? Actually speaking with people, you know? Yeah, definitely. And even having, even this, like not just having, on the phone speaking to people, speaking to each other and like actually you provided me the coaching, but we're recording and it's live on a podcast. Up until this week, I've always like been aware, like I've always been like, oh, it's being recorded. Oh, I need to check like a sheet on the side to make sure that I've like covered certain topics and stuff. That's gone. That's there. You're literally standing in front of me right now. I'm just, (laughs) I'm just standing, I'm having my desk up, I'm standing, we're just having a chat. And 
it's that self-belief and self-confidence in what I'm doing, what I'm trying to do, but not just the role, like self-confidence, self-belief in what we're doing here and recording a podcast. I've also told the company I work for about the podcast. So everyone's kind of very happy that it's being recorded. And I had a little bit of anxiety beforehand. I go, I wonder, will this be okay? Um, kind of thing, <laughs> them, them thoughts that run through your head. Um, but on the on the calls that I'm like, I know what information to get down. I know what information is important. I know enough about my prospects um, and hopefully future clients that I can just have a really good quality conversation and can remove all them anxieties and stresses. Because yeah, even recording this up until like last week's episode, the metrics episode, um, well, not last week, it's fucking a few months ago, but the last episode, uh, the metrics episode, and then this one, um, I was still a little bit like apprehensive. I still record, like I was a little bit like, ah. Oh, nervous and we're being recorded so it's like oh very aware it'll be listened to and we're going to release it now it's been released don't give a damn i'm like ah don't care like the yeah, first episode's been released yeah. and i can just we can just relax and have like like proper chats like this and that's the same things happening on the phone i'm able but, to relax i'm able to chill i'm able to have a chat i'm able, like i'm at a level where it's like ah if i don't know it let's just learn like wh- why are you asking that like what's the what's the, not worrying about what types of open questions i'm asking i'm trying to get to obviously the layering question piece, we're trying to work on that, but I don't have to focus on that. I'm just having conversations with people because I've learned that skill over the last the years, which enables me to have a conversation. Yeah. And I think that's, that's there's almost a, there's a realization every salesperson comes to after, I think it comes with experience. Maybe it's a year, maybe it's a year and a half, but a lot of salespeople come to this conclusion that actually, you know, you lose the, you lose the kind of mystique of it being, oh, I'm calling this company because you work with big brands or whatever, or like they've yeah. got 5,000 employees. And you lose that mystique and all of a sudden you're you're standing in the bar and you've got a pint in your hand and you're just chatting to people again, you know? And you, once, you, once yeah. you pass that barrier, it's very hard to go back to being worried. And look, it comes with experience of, okay, you kind of know what questions you're asking. You're comfortable with the product and you're confident in the, benefits of the solutions so all of it comes together that gives you that confidence to kind of prop up the bar with the point in your hand and you know be chatting with people yeah, as opposed yeah. to being stuck sweating before the call you know dialing the number and then actually hanging up giving yourself another second then dial it again <laughs> and i was like i'm ready now and then you're yeah. dying yeah. for nine seconds as it rings until someone picks up <laughs> i think you have to go through that though I think yeah, that's you important. Do. You know what I mean? Like you have to, I did it two two different places. So it was like really, uh, I told you about the company in Ireland I worked for, um, HR health and safety sales and like 120 dials a day. Like that was like, that was real good training where we got up to a certain level. And then when we moved here, um, it changed then to learning um, a different industry, different country, different product. So that took me, I was expecting obviously it took six months to learn how to work in last company. And then maybe a year, I was like, oh, I'm regularly hitting sales quotas and bonuses. And I was like, yeah, sweet. Here, it was like, oh, I'll, I'll probably do this quicker. Nah. <laughs> like, yeah, I've it's my another quotas. learning I've curve. Hit, <laughs> I was hitting my quotas and stuff. But that wasn't really, like, I wasn't really what I was going for. It's more like, I was trying to get to that level of comfortableness on the phones. And I did, it took a neck, like another six months to learn the systems. And then it took like eight, nine, probably nine months of my account base before I like, got to that level of having a normal conversation with people, which is, it takes a while. Like it's not an overnight thing. Um, and that's why it's important to me to finish off here to, um, to record this because 
it's going to hopefully allow somebody else to see the big picture. Like there, there is, there is a journey and it does take a little bit longer than an overnight. It's not two month thing. You're not going to start as an SDR and be an AE within two months and be fucking on no. president's club within a year. Yes. Some people are insane, but it takes a little bit of time and a little bit of work oh, yeah. and you have to really learn. Yeah. Be kind. Like everyone's running their own race. Like we said, uh, in one of the episodes gone by, I think it was the, we talked about you saying Bolton, you know, the last, the last 20 meters of the hundred meter, he's against himself, you know? Um, but Maybe maybe go back, right? And look, you you we've chat, we've chatted a bit about personas. We've gone through the three layers, you know, the actual job title, their role in the buying process, what they care about, uh, you know, and who they are in that process. You know, decision maker, champion, everything like that. But I mean, yeah. this has been on your mind this week. So, what conclusion or what have you? What have you? What did you come away with having been thinking about this all week? You know, anything you'd share, pearls of wisdom for the audience. Yeah, um, gotta. You were probably hired as a SDR or salesperson for a specific reason. Either you you've got a good character, you've got a good personality, you have a little bit of experience, or maybe they've just given you a shot because you're a young person and they know they can mold you and coach you into the right type of salesperson. So you need to obviously follow any framework that you have. You need to follow any training that's available. You need to pick and choose, listen to different resources. Maybe this is one of them but you need to figure out a way to be yourself from day one. Even if it's only one small part of your process, even if it's just a little personalized email that you send to each prospect, maybe it's just the way you open a call is always personal. It's you're letting people into who you actually are. Be yourself for a portion of it and slowly just start to grow that personal side. And eventually you'll learn the tools that allow you to do your job correctly, do your job right, explain the platform that you're working with, but also give yourself into it because that's what people are looking for. When you call somebody out of the blue, they're not looking to hear the same thing they've heard 12 times. You've got to be yourself. Um, you don't have to be yourself for the entire conversation. You don't have to be like completely open with people like I'm being at the moment and having these conversations. But from day one, you need to be putting yourself into the job because sales is a really good opportunity to put your own stamp on it. You can be the CEO of your own territory. You can decide what you want to do. And if you're successful, nobody's going to say anything, no matter what company you work for. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Be the CEO of your own territory. Because I always, I always had that mentality when I was in sales. It was, you know, when I when I had my own territory, my own book of business, I was always, you know, I'm the boss here. I decide who I'm picking up the phone to, you know, what accounts I'm going to work on, you know, which opportunities. And you run it like a little company, you know, like you've got your target, your mate next year, kind of your 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 mate and your team across the Zoom line. Um you know, they've got their own book of business. And that's why it's sales can be so collegial because you're competitive, but you're competitive in different accounts. It's like it's like having a another team that trains with your team, but you don't play in the same league. You know what I mean? So yeah. you're you can be you can be competitive. Oh, I want to be the best team, but at the same time, you're not actually competing like directly against each other in the same patch. So that can be very, very collegial, very you very unifying. And that's why I love that sales shop floor environment. And one of the things I miss the most um, mm. post-pandemic is, you know, obviously remote working is great for many things, but you do miss those days of big sales teams being together, people banging out calls, ringing a bell or hitting a gong, whatever it is when deals are closing. And, you know, it all gets a bit mad. You do miss and you crave for those days again. But um, before we before we kind of wrap up with our USP for the day, because that's always good, 
maybe Luke, you'll, we'll, we'll delve back into what you hate because you've had a good week, a couple, a couple oh, yeah. of weeks. You've been, you've been reflecting on things, but what Luke hates is a nice little segment. <laughs> it always gives me a giggle. What do you hate this week, Luke? It's, it's not going to give you a giggle this week. Um, <laughs> I, I, I know we've, I, I think at the start I said this is ever going to ch- going to continually change and things are going to be updated week in, week out. What we had is still here for now, but honestly, if I don't f- find something for the next episode, we're going to have to like change it because I am now learning from the things I have hated. I've mentioned, I've hated <laughs> people not answering the phone. I've hated people like giving, um, giving props when they're unnecessary and unneeded. Like, all these things now are like, oh, like given appreciation for people giving you props, given like if somebody's not answering the phone, for, oh, well, actually there is something I can do about that. Somebody like canceling last minute, figuring out, ah, okay, there wasn't any real challenges there. I hadn't really painted the, like <laughs> I hated them in the first five episodes or four episodes, however long we did that for. But the last few days I've been trying to think of like, what will I put in that segment? I haven't got anything. And I think that's the reason. <laughs> I think I'm like at a stage now where even them little things, I'm, learning that there is a different way there is if that's not a good fit it's not a good fit if it is a good fit we can work on that um and maybe there will be something i hit next week and i'll be completely <laughs> on a different vein but for now i think it might be um maybe pause we might kind of reshuffle that and make it a different segment next week because what what luke's learned or something <laughs> what luke's learned something 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 holistic or something i don't know i don't know what's going on don't worry, I, I have a shit list. I, I, I'll, I'll start bringing some <laughs> things too. You know, it'll be what the pod hates. Um, what the pod hates. What the pod hates. No, but look, that, that's been really, really good, Luke. And I think, look, having a chat about personas is, is good. Look, you're going to hear about it in any sales training. Um, you know, usually your company will provide you with some kind of a, a battle card or a kind of a one pager which talks about each of these different personas. You know, the typical people who buy your product what challenges mm-hmm. they have and you know how our product helps helps with that you know and they're great study them understand who you're going to be having having a conversation with but like luke said don't lose yourself you know you know cut the m&m don't lose yourself it's all about being yourself on the phone being off kilter don't be that cookie cutter salesperson be different stand out and you know we get to have conversations that help people for a living. It's actually a pretty decent job. Um, I have, I've always thought it's a privileged, con- a privileged uh, position. People say, what do you do? I chat for a living, you know? And, and what happens is people spend millions of dollars with me and at the end of it, they get a benefit. It's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. I think that's um, maybe my, my personal USP is don't be scared to be a salesperson. Yeah. Like that's what we are. And it's sometimes it's like, talk about in a negative light or like if you're a genuine salesperson you're genuinely helping companies bring on a platform you're genuinely helping provide a solution that's going to help and enable their business to drive forward and with cases obviously of companies going from like 4x 5x 10x within like five or six years like you have an opportunity to be the person be the first person that they speak to in that journey and they'll always remember that so don't be afraid of being who you are don't be afraid of being a salesperson and enjoy it out there because it does get fun. Brilliant. Let, let's let that be our USD this week then. Be yourself. But um, yeah, guys, be in touch. We've got, It's live. It's out there now. So we're, we've got the email flowing. It is two guys 
1USP at gmail.com. So that's number two, number one at gmail.com. Send us some feedback, good reviews only. You know, we're, we're in the sales business here. <laughs> you know, don't go giving us bad reviews. Uh, five stars and plus. Uh, and yeah, send us in some comments, some feedback. Uh, maybe ask some questions to Luke. You know, Luke's learning on the go. Let's test them. Uh, and if you've got questions for me, happy to, to ask them as well. Or if you've just got a topic you'd like us to discuss, send it through. All comments, welcome. So, Luke. Oh, we're also live on LinkedIn, so come and follow oh, us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're on LinkedIn now as well. Two guys, one USP. So get over there. Um, Luke, will be, we'll be doing a bit of promotion. And maybe next week, we'll tell people about you and I getting together in real life. Oh, yeah. That's happening soon. Cool. That's exciting. Uh, Felix gave you a little bit of a trailer there during this episode. Um, so next episode, hopefully, all going well, will be about stories and storytelling and how he made me paint that picture in my head of what was actually going on. So looking, really looking forward to that episode. Uh, either next episode or the next two episodes, you'll hear that. Um, so yeah, have a good day, everyone, and enjoy it out there. It's fun. Yeah, be yourself. Guys, see you next week. Bye.